The Ram Summer Clearance Event is here, and it's time to get to work. And working hard will build you a reputation, something that the all-new 2019 Ram 1500 prides itself on, too. You'll see it for yourself with the largest available touchscreen in its class. Hurry into the Ram Summer Clearance Event for a great deal and get up to six months of Apple Music on us. Class-based on light-duty pickups. Visit www.ramtrucks.com slash Apple for details. Apple is a registered trademark of Apple Inc. Apple is not a sponsor of this promotion. Ram is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Blog Talk Radio. This podcast has been brought to you by Dimples and Diamonds Women's Empowerment Community. Visit www.dimplesindiamonds.org to join the movement. have now popped up in the top to the jewelry box. I am Kay the Jeweler. And I am Mrs. ASF. And on tonight's podcast, um, we are discussing colorism, team light skin versus team dark skin. And on tonight's podcast, again, we have two very special guest co-hosts, lifestyle blogger Carmel Moore of Carmel and Company and licensed graduate social worker Brittany Livingston. Carmel Moore is D&D's official photojournalist. And Brittany is one of our Baltimore Diamonds. If you guys give them a warm welcome and um, to the Jury Box podcast on tonight. Welcome. Thank hey, you. Happy to be here. Thank hey. you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Welcome. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. So, Brittany, tell me what brought you to Dimples and Diamonds. Well, I was introduced to Dimples and Diamonds through Ashley Yu, my friend from Savannah mm-hmm. State. i Tigers real quick. Um, and mm-hmm. um, uh, Dimples and Diamonds had a tea party in Baltimore. So I went to the tea party, and I was really impressed with the work that they do with women and women's empowerment. So here I am, a Baltimore Diamond. Nice. Well, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Carmel, what brought you to Dimples and Diamonds? So I actually am married to Katamara's cousin, but I am a photographer. So when I saw what she was doing with Dimples and Diamonds and um, pretty much I came along right after the startup phase. And so I just loved what she was doing, the message behind it and everything that was happening. And I just wanted to be a part of it and support her in any way that I could. So um, here I am doing the beautiful photos that you see all over Facebook. Yes, and Instagram they are definitely. And, yeah. 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 The branding all on her. Yes, so I, I'm here for it and I support it and um, that's how I became a part of the Dimples and Diamonds brand. Yes, yes. Thank God for all the connections and that just brought us full circle to this point that we are on tonight here on the podcast discussing the topic of colorism. We've got two 
representing myself and Miss ASF, representing uh, Team Dark Skin, and Brittany and Carmel are. Yes, uh, are represent they're, they're representing the the light skin delegation on tonight. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so look, so yeah, so um, when the idea for this particular uh, subject came up for the podcast, I just felt like this was something that a topic that needed to be discussed um, because again, here on the jewelry box, there's a reason why you pop open the top because we discuss real um, raw and. Um, 100, keeping it 100, conversations about uh, real deal things that we deal with on a daily basis. Um, I know um, we uh, deal with things um, mainly on a spirit, from a spiritual aspect, but we also need to touch on things that we deal with um, as women, um, issues uh, with women and in between women, and this is one of the issues, um, colorism. Now, and, and a lot of people don't want to talk about it. They skirt around it, tap dance around it. But tonight we're going to deal with it straight on, if that's all right with y'all. Y'all cool? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Y'all cool? Yeah. Okay, so we got to get real real deal holy feel on tonight, y'all. Real deal holy feel about it. But before we dive into the topic, I'm one that always likes to give definitions because everybody may not know exactly what colorism is or what it what it means. So I'm going I'm going to dive into that and um I went in the Webster's for this one. Um, last episode, I had to go to Urban Dictionary, but um, we, we, we're pulling up Webster's on tonight. Colorism, according to Webster's Dictionary, um, is prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone, typically amongst people of the same ethnic or racial group. So... Hmm. We finna get, we finna dive right on into this here, and so we're gonna hear from Team Light Skin on, on first and foremost. So, Carmel, share with Carmel. us your experience on Team All right. Light Skin. Okay. Um, well, as far as my experience, um, for me, uh, my experience with colorism uh, began when I was young. I didn't really notice colorism um, or being light or dark when I was younger because in my family we're all generally the same complexion same shade of brown Um, although my dad is quite light with freckles but we're pretty much you know we're all pretty much the same shade of brown so um, I didn't I didn't really experience what is considered um, colorism until I was in school and then I had experiences with girls who were darker than me um, who would just make assumptions, you know, that, um, you, you know, you would think that, oh, she thinks she's all that because she's light or, you know, a little bit of, um, you know, just certain comments and things like that. So that was my first real experience with um, understanding what colorism was from a young age. She thinks she all that because she likes skin. Yeah. All that in a bag of chips. <laughs> and don't forget the bag, see? Do not forget the bag of chips. <laughs> Brittany, would you say you had, was your experience similar or different than Carmel's? Um, I would say I had, as an older um, light-skinned woman, I've had some of the similar experiences. But for me, growing up, I didn't know I was light-skinned until I got to high school. So um, I always thought, I don't even know that I thought about the color of my skin until I was put in this box of light skin when I got older. Um, And then I was 
I, yeah, people thought that, you know, I thought I was better than or, you know, mm-hmm. that I thought I was cute. And, you know, those were things that they put on me as a light-skinned person, but I, those are not necessarily things that, you know, I necessarily I felt um, for myself. And, you know, I went to mm-hmm. college in the South, and they would call me red. And I'm like, wait a minute, who are you talking to? I don't even know what that even means. So, you know, those are... Um, those are things that would, that would put on me as, you know, as an older adult woman. Um, and then, you know, just hearing the experiences of some of the women in my family, you know, that that was, that was a real thing, you know, in the 60s, you know, mm-hmm. like skin mm-hmm. and, and, you know, how deeply embedded that is into our, our culture and our community is really, I can see it in my family and the, the generations of women. So, um, but yes, wow. people did think that I thought I was better than, and, you know, I thought I was cute because I guess they thought light skin was in. So, that was my experience. With the issue of colorism or the, the theme of colorism, because it is a thing, um, I know that it, it, this is something that stemmed way back um, in the days of, of slavery um, when we dealt with the, the lighter-skinned uh, slaves being in the home in, doing, the, doing the, the housework or the, what do they, they consider the house uh, slaves. And then you had those of the darker complexion who worked out in the, in the fields. Um, th- those who were inside were mainly um, the reason they were inside because they were family members, family members stemming from the fact that um, these were children um, that were produced um, from a situation of the slave master taking um, the the uh, slave women that he owned as concubines or what they called uh, bed winches um, back in the day and creating um, these the, these illegitimate children and so the children um, were not acknowledged as children but the the way of acknowledgement was to to have them inside um, doing um, the, the the housework, mm. and then you had the slaves that were outside in the in the fields doing the the hard labor, and sometimes it was the mother and the child and the child on the inside of the home while the mother was out doing the the hard work and the field work. The child was on the inside, um, and you know that that there there was the divide that was created there between mother and children um, and also the divide that was created between those, uh, you know, slaves who felt like the house slaves were better than the field slaves. So we had that back, you know, happening back in that time. And then um, I know I became familiar with uh, colorism before I knew what colorism was um, via uh, Spike Lee's School Days. Um, the movie, um, I know we all, all, all are familiar with it. Um, you had the, the sorority, which was the gamma rays, uh, where the light-skinned um, women who, mm-hmm. or the light, yeah, the light-skinned women who attended the college, and that um, they that were um, against or uh, antagonizing the dark-skinned women who attended the college, and they they were called the, the gamma rays. The dark-skinned women called the gamma rays the wannabes, and the gamma rays called the the dark-skinned women the jigaboos. So, you know, that was another term that uh, that uh, originated from the slavery days or the Jim Crow um, days, uh, the, the jigaboo, those of the darker complexion. Mm. That was yeah. a nickname that was given to those of 
a darker complexion. So yes, so that's when I first became um, familiarized with uh, that the colorism thing, the thing that is colorism. And so um, I know for myself, um, I, I experienced colorism, you know, not from an outside source, but from an inside source. When I say inside source, meaning um, within my home, um, my mother has uh, four girls. Um, I'm the oldest of the four, and out of the four, I happen to be not only the oldest, but the darkest of the four. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I was told that I was a the 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 dark one or the the black one is what was said. And so um so yeah that was um something that you know I experienced my you know my experience with with um colorism was an was an inside job so to speak. Mm, I got to speak. <laughs> I guess I don't I can't vividly remember a time when I was younger that I was picked on because of my complexion. Um, now I was born in the north and moved to the south so I was always talked about for talking white or, you know, speaking correctly. But and they of course they'll throw in, Oh, you black too. Okay, we're all pretty dark down here in the South. So it didn't really register with me that Mm -hmm. that was like a bad thing. Um, My family always made sure to instill in me, um, you know, just a a strong sense of self. Um, My grandmother always reminded me whose I was and who I was in Christ. So that foundation pretty much gave me the confidence that nobody really out there could say anything about me that would be true, first of all, because God made me. (laughs) He made all of us, but that stuff that you're saying is not true. So I guess it wasn't until, like Brittany stated, getting a little older. um, I guess it's funny, like I've always, well, you know what, in reference to dating, I think when I wanted to start dating in high school, I could tell that maybe I wasn't the most desirable. Like I could see everybody else, the light skinned girls and the Mm -hmm. brown, the lighter brown girls, they all had boyfriends and I didn't. So I, I think that that was the first time that I could tell that there was a difference in what was accepted. Because I mean, you know, in high school, everybody want to date. Mm-hmm. I was just right. I ain't had no boyfriend, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I didn't no need boyfriend. Right. I didn't need and you see what we you had now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I I will say that I did not in in the media see like how Serena Williams is celebrated now. I don't remember growing up there being a Serena. Like in Mm -hmm. the 80s, no. Now in the the 90s, we had Dominique Dawes. I was like, oh my gosh, there she is. You know, finally there was a brown skin girl. She was a gymnast like me. So I was like, yes, (laughs) we're going to do this. I can, you know. Well, I didn't know you was a gymnast. Wait, back up. Girl, I'm I'm yes, girl. I can give you a strong round off now. I was practicing last week. I can still give you a strong round off. <laughs> okay. 
look here. Yes. I'm on this darn podcast and I'm learning all kinds of stuff. I ain't even know nothing about. <laughs> but anyway, don't don't act. You got to prep me if you want one. I I can't just not on the dime like I used to. <laughs> so I really, you know, I I, I I'm pretty sure that that was it. You know, that that turning point for me, just seeing who was dateable and who was not dateable. Well, I'm sure, you know, that Carmel, y'all, you didn't have no problems. Yeah, see, you know, it's funny because when I was back in high school, you know, I they I didn't give myself this nickname, so don't come for me, but <laughs> people used to call me like Black Barbie. They'd be like, that's Black Barbie. There go Black Barbie. No, that's what people what? say. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I can, I can see that. <laughs> yes, I can definitely see that. So, <laughs> so you know, um, what was considered like in, you know, the light-skinned girls, light-skinned dudes too, we were in. And so, yeah, I did have a lot of guys who um, were trying to date me or want to take me out or get to know me better and things like that. And, um, but, you know, on, on the flip side of that too, there's also this idea that, you know, some men, some guys will think that, you know, you're going to be high maintenance or stuck up because mm-hmm. you're light skinned, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. so, you know, I say just as, as well as like darker skinned girls would say that they felt undesirable or less desirable on the flip side of that, you have, you know, from a light skinned girl perspective, um, you, you know, people would assume that you might be more fast or, you know, you might be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, because, you know, you're a light skinned chick or whatever. And to be honest with you, I don't even consider myself to be like light or dark. I kind of feel like I'm more on the darker side of the light spectrum. So even within that okay, whole okay. thing, even within that All whole light skin, dark skin, <laughs> you know, I like, I'm caramel <laughs> complexion, I guess, but, okay. you know, but, okay. I, but yeah, but, you know, but my experience was, was kind of the opposite, you know, it's just like, oh, everybody wants to holler at the light skin girl because light skin is supposed to be, you know, oh, she cute. But then there's also that, well, she probably high maintenance or she probably stuck up. So, yeah, that that was kind of my experience when it came to, you know, colorism and dating and, you know, high school. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I mean, I don't, in hindsight, looking back, I don't, I had one boyfriend and that's who I was with, but um, I don't really, I think it was more like who could dress that was in. It wasn't really the color thing, but I think as, you know, you know, we took it outside of high school, you went to the mall or as I got older and people always were trying to talk to me or holler or whatever you want to call it. Um, I did get that sense that it was because I was light skin or I was red. They, like I said, they would even like, if they would try to holler or something like people would be like, hey, red, hey, red. So yeah. you know, I did that, like, the skin tone was desirable. Right. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. And and you know people would say like I mean I think you know I've heard people even say things about like we would have cute babies together yes. or you know, the yes. hair would cut, would cut, we would have good hair or you know things of that nature so um, good hair yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. the hair was a thing and yeah. hair has always been like, people tell me they're like girl you got good hair I'm like well what's good hair I'm like it's the hair right. coming out of the butt it is still a thing you know good hair bad hair is still a thing 
it's still a thing. And the whole thing with the, um, you know, getting with the light-skinned dude to, you know, mm-hmm. or, or getting with a, a, a dark-skinned dark skin man getting with a light-skinned woman because they don't want to have children that are too dark or the, the light-skinned mm-hmm. woman, or, I'm sorry, the dark-skinned mm-hmm. woman getting with a light-skinned man because they don't want to have children that's too dark. Well, listen, it was two people that I knew that got together because they was both light-skinned. <laughs> and the girl got pregnant, and everybody was like, oh, y'all going to have a clear baby. Y'all baby going to be clear. You know, they was messing with them like that. Uh, that baby came out chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Surprise. Uh, <laughs> they forgot about them genetics. Them genetics. Them mm-hmm. They strong now. They strong. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So you get you an Albie Shore and you end up with a, a baby looking like Tyson Beckford. <laughs> okay, okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> now, Tyson ain't that bad. But now. they do it, though. No, you know, it's fine. They... <laughs> I'd be okay with yeah, that. But they do it, though. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 that's the thing. People do that because they want to make sure, you know what I mean, that they don't want to have children that, you know, to. Um, you know, dark. I like little right. babies. I love them. right. They, they want children with those big curls. They don't want them to have no nappy hair. <laughs> now wait a minute. Now you saying that like I'm no, all the artists girls got nappy hair. Nappy hair. You came out with good hair. You don't do it right. You had I consider good hair. <laughs> yes, you would. Yeah. Okay. Everybody ain't nappy headed, and what is that? I, I mean, there are I some light skinned well, people that have nappy hair, though, like in real life. That's Very true. Tight. That's true. You know, that's some genes. That's doesn't what I'm dictate about. That's hair manageability. But yeah, right. that that that's the thing about you know colorism though is that within the whole context of you know light and dark skin, there's the issue with hair, you know, and that and a lot of people mm-hmm. they just think nappy, dark, you know, baby hairs popping, light, you know, that's right? Another, that's another thing too, you know, that falls under mm-hmm. that, that, that baby that, hair. Um, yeah, on the light side, on the light side, y'all got that, that, y'all got that good, the, y'all, y'all edges, the, the kitchen, all that, edges. all that is good, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It all laid down. No. It's difficult. It lays down. Look, I got to put, you know, the eco styler and the edge control and tying it down with the scarf and all that, you know, but hey, we it, it, it makes it do what it do. Mhm. Yeah, it does what it does. Well, like my, my kitchen ain't all waves and smooth either, and I ain't got no problem with that. I got a nappy Come kitchen, on, and Tori. it's all, and it is okay. I know that's right, Carmel. <laughs> but you know, not that's the not... black Barbie, not the black Barbie with the kitchen, right? <laughs> and and. Skin tone is an, another subtext of it, but also going from one complexion to a whole other complexion. Like we see Michael jo- Michael Jackson. Oh, well, Ooh. a couple of Jacksons. And you know but you got to talk about you know who. 
I know because Tamara is a super fan of the Jackson family, and she's probably like the tenth member of the Listen. Jackson Five. But all I'm saying, is, I don't think that's natural. Yeah. Look at Sammy well, look, Michael he went said, from being look, Puerto Michael Rican. Michael said he had something going on. Okay. Michael had something okay. going on. Now Sammy Sosa, that's a different. Sammy you know, Sosa, that's a different. This, yeah. This man went from Puerto Rican to ghost. <laughs> and not the one on power. I thought he was Dominican. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of them, look, one of From them. the Spanish, one of them islands to all the way. <laughs> How so, yeah. in the world? Yeah, let's get into yeah. it. And skin bleach is very prevalent in in Africa, like in, I know that there are African countries where it's advertised, like, come get your yeah. bleach cream. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jamaica too. What? Really? Oh yeah, true. Yeah, they yeah. actually. I saw a documentary um, on skin bleaching. It's on YouTube about skin bleaching in Jamaica, and they asked them, "What is the complexion that you guys are going after? What is ideal?" And you know what they all Ooh. said? Michael like, Jackson. What? No, they Ooh, said Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. That's Michael, Michael Jackson. That was Ooh, the most TV, common though. answer, but you know, and not just they, you know, not just <laughs> yeah, they but um, love the what, what, whether or not you, however you think he got his complexion, the the, the fact remains that he did shift from being a brown man to a uh-huh. very light man and um and then there are black people in, in our community who who aspire to 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 change their complexion to change their skin tone because they feel like there's some type of privilege or acceptability that will come from that and we you know that's something we can touch on too yeah you probably yeah point yeah yeah, very good point about the about the the light the whole light skin privilege because I've mm-hmm. heard about the light skin privilege that you know um, that you guys get preferential treatment um, because of your skin tone and that again goes with that whole um, house inward type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that you guys get a get that there's some some certain perks and privileges to being of a fair skin hue. Is that true? I, I would like to know. I think that uh, light skin privilege, I think that it would be inauthentic of me to say that it does not exist in any context, but the degree to which people think it exists is not what they think. Because at the end of the day, we're all, you know, if we're talking about black women, we're all black. So my Mm -hmm. little bit of whatever privilege you think I may have, because I may be lighter, uh, it pales in comparison to the experience that I have as a black woman. You know, I'm still a black woman. So um, any type of light skin privilege, I think, is... um, you know, it's a misconception. Um, I I get treated as a black woman for the most part. And it, very rarely do people come to me and be like, oh, you know, you're light skinned. So we're going to get you. You, get, you can get this or you can have that. You know, it, it just doesn't happen like that. <laughs> I would totally agree. The only thing that I would say is that back in the day, you know, when you walk into the mall with your homegirls, like if got if it was a group of us and there were the light skin the light skin girls got I guess chose on more so than the brown skin girls. So that's the only time where I saw like 
there was like more there was more of an upper hand. But as far as, you know, in the professional environment and, you know, out in the community, now as an adult as an adult, I don't really I would I would agree with Carmel. Like I don't really see that I get any more um or anything better than someone that's brown skin. Um I mean, I, I I don't know if we want to take it this way, but I, I wonder how it would equate to, you know, a light-skinned male and a dark-skinned male because I do see that there there is some differences yeah. in that, especially, you know, out, yeah. you know, out in the community and, and how they're managed. But I'm not so sure that I see it amongst women. Maybe, um, I mean, I just I think that maybe that, that light-skinned women are more desired. I, I feel as if that sometimes like I will have brown skin friends who who may want to desire, you know, my skin tone or because they think, like you guys are saying, they think that they that we have privileges but yes. uh, that's that's just to the extent as far as me as a black woman. So yeah, I would agree definitely with with Carmel about, you know, we don't really get that but we're still black women. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's interesting that you guys say that because we are yes, we definitely are all black. Um, I think that Brittany, it's very interesting to hear that you're you say that you don't experience it in the corporate world. Um, on the flip side of that, I in my corporate experience, I felt that um, yes, I we are are all black, but the dark skinned women were always seen as angrier or. Um, like even if there was an opinion brought forward, it would never be accepted as hers, but maybe transition to somebody else's, you know, like not, just not valued. And I guess the lighter skinned women were more palatable. Like even though you got, I mean, not even though, like we all, like once again, we all are black. But it, it was a, like Brittany said, more desire, I guess because of the desirability they were more heard or even approached or accepted, so to say. Hmm, that's interesting. interesting. But hmm, very interesting because, oh. okay, I, I was, okay. Oh, no, I just had a quick question for Ashley. Um, so do you mm-hmm. think that, um, based on what you just said, that maybe light-skinned women don't necessarily see that? Because when you say that, it makes total sense to me. But if I had to think mm-hmm. about that before hearing right. you say that, I don't think I would yeah. notice that so much. Right, exactly. And, I, you know, I'd attribute that to it just not being a part of your experience. Like, there were things that you said earlier, Carmel, that I, I wouldn't even cross my mind because I don't think about it. You know, I'm not, I'm not light-skinned, so ain't nobody telling me I'm acting like a skin. You know, I've, I've, I've heard it, and I've, I, I admit I've, I've said it. I, um, I got to give it to y'all real. I've said it before. But, yeah, know. you know, I, it just it's never, you know, there are some things I can't identify with, you know, so I don't blame. I definitely, there's no blame in that, but it's always helpful to share, you know, so mm-hmm. we all, we all black anyway, sis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True story, true story. And um, I could say from um, my own, um, you know, experience, it, in corporate America, um, you know, I've had issues where, you know, and I, I don't know if this would be considered a light skin, dark skin issue, but as a darker, huge um, female who spoke 
with not with ebonics on the job. <laughs> Um, you know, I was told, you know, from from colleagues and um, people in my circles that um, I was acting white or talking white or, you know, mm-hmm. coming across as yeah. trying to be white. Be white. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, be white. Who wants to be white? That's the big one. Yeah. Um, Act right. Because, white. Of, you know, mm-hmm. right. Um, you know, because you want to be sounding educated equates to being or wanting to be white. Yeah. Why is that? That's a good point. It goes back to that dark is bad, you know, white is good thing. Like that, that's a part of that Jim Crow system, you know, it's still prevalent. Um, and so crazy like that we still are perpetuating the same things as much as we try to break the cycle. There are some things exactly. that we just can't, you know, get away from. Get away from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I do want to dive into some of these um, misconceptions, but before we get into some of those misconceptions, that the, to that discussion, um, Ashley, um, would you like to tell the people um, how they can continue to connect with us? Yes, if you would like to come join the sisterhood of brilliant, brown, light, dark, all huge <laughs> shades of women, you can head on over to our Facebook group. Um, just go to your search bar at the top of your Facebook page and type in dimples, the letter N, diamonds. Um, we're also on Instagram. Follow us, like our pigs, tag us. We are at dimples underscore N underscore diamonds. And if you would like to visit us on the World Wide Web, our website is www.dimplesanddiamonds.org. Go join our page, check out our events, look at the store, purchase something, say hello, leave us a comment, like our pics. We just we just want you guys to, to know what's going on with us. We want to see you and you want to see us. So come on over. Yes. Connect with us. Connect with us. So, yeah, so we, you know, we discussed, um, you know, some of our experiences um, within our within our families, um, some of our dating experiences. Um, we talked about um, some of our um, experience in the workforce with um, colorism, um, how um, that there are, um, you know, I guess, feelings of inadequacy um, uh, due to skin complexion um, within um, different uh, ethnic backgrounds within the spectrum of color. But we want to dive into some of these um, some of these misconceptions, and and before we get into the misconceptions, I know that there are some um, some topics that are um, that are trending right now. Um, yes, in reference to <laughs> colorism, I know that there's something that's there's there's something that was trending just recently. Um, was it in, via Instagram? Carmel, was it? Yes, what, it's what, been what, all over. What was happening? Um, okay, or, or so black um, Twitter. Uh, yep, Black Twitter, um, <laughs> wherever us Black folks congregate on the internet. But yeah, um, <laughs> some some of you guys may be familiar with 
Queen Naja. Um, you know, there's this whole thing trending with colorism online. And if you're familiar with the situation with Queen Naja, um, fairly recently, she's been accused of colorism. And if you don't know who she is, she's a singer. She's biracial, um, but she's very light skinned. Um, but she's um, had a YouTube channel with her husband. They're now separated. But I guess there were some old um, videos that kind of surfaced. Um, and she also uh, made a comment about her experiences growing up as a light-skinned girl being picked on by dark-skinned girls. But the thing is, ladies, she used the word nappy-headed to describe her interaction oh, no, with the darker skin. <laughs> With the women of the dark skin variety. And so, you know, that was uh, something that triggered um, a lot of conversation and um, some outrage. Um, Yeah, Black Twitter was not having it. Yeah, they weren't having Uh, it. um, Because, you know, even as we talk about um, colorism, um, there's trigger trigger words within the context of colorism, like nappy-headed, which you assume is supposed to be about a dark-skinned chick, Mm -hmm. you know, so... Right. Like yeah. high yellow. <laughs> yeah, high yellow mm-hmm. hair yellow. and all Light that. Skin so. Girls. so yeah, so even here we are in twenty eighteen and you know, we we're talking about this right now. Um they're saying, Hey, you are a black woman, but you are that's that's racist, that's colorist. What you said is colorist. Yeah. You're calling her out. Yeah. Look, listen. <laughs> Um, what is the song by um, Childish Gambino? He named it Redbone, and he's talking about oh. uh, stay woke because baby's creeping. So is he is he trying to say um, light skinned women creep? Is that what he's trying to do? Listen, that that that's a new perspective, Kay. I never <laughs> thought about it like that. <laughs> you gonna make me go back and listen to the song, girl? Look at you, I'm in his light. It's Redbone. <laughs> you know what, girl? I ain't even gonna go there, but we all know that his wife is not light skin. Okay. Yeah, right. But yeah, mm-hmm. but what is was he no, trying to say something saying. there? Was he trying to? What is he trying to, he trying to say? Trying to say there? <laughs> well, what I'm is like, it? Tell me what you really think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What you say, Brittany? You like skinny. You don't what? I don't do no creeping. She says she's loyal. I'm she's loyal. <laughs> but that's interesting. But that yeah. that, um, that's a perspective of. Is, is that a perspective of white women? Skin women? Do y'all are, have y'all heard that before? I've never I heard that. I've, I haven't heard that, but, you know, I, okay. I have heard that light-skinned girls are supposed to be apparently um, trouble, whatever that's supposed loose. to mean. I, that no, came out the mouth of... I, I, don't, I don't know if they're trying to say they loose or they creep, but I can tell you this. I can tell you this. <laughs> I, I mean... But, you know, that, that's an individual thing. I mean, if you loose yeah. and you're going to creep and, you know what I'm saying, all that, that that's a that's a personal thing. That that can be light-skinned. That can be dark-skinned. So right. I'm, I'm saying that I know a couple of dark-skinned women that's loose, okay. but I ain't going to say no names or nothing. But, that, you know. Listen, let's just say character. Let's just say character. Just character. That's just who they so. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yes, ma'am. So I guess that kind of goes into the whole misconceptions that you were getting ready to get into. <laughs> exactly. That whole that that that's the opening for it. But yeah, a common misconception. So no, light skinned women. It, it ain't. They ain't. Well, not all of them are loose. <laughs> Look, they they both loose. Dark dark skin and light skin. Everybody, everybody, everybody loose. All sides. <laughs> Light skinned women, they don't creep. I know some dark skinned women that's creeping, so that again that goes by the character. So you got some some light skinned and dark skinned creepers too. So listen. Scratch that off the list. Um <laughs> scratch that on off the list. Um what what mm. let me see, what's some, some things about um dark skinned women? You said actually you said something about being angry earlier. Um mm. Yeah, just let angry. me see. My the passion being <laughs> misconstrued as anger. I'm not angry. I'm just passionate. Or <laughs> everybody has a dark certain you know. women being ghetto. Oh, right, mm. right. Yeah, right. That's a that's a hot button topic right there. Right. Yeah. Like ghetto because I'm dark skin. Having to talk white because <laughs> you don't want to be perceived. Oh as yeah, overcompensate. Ghetto. We gotta open overcompensate mm-hmm. for our skin yeah. complexion. So we gotta show them that we got a little bit of sense over here. Mm-hmm. But you know what's partly to blame for that? Hollywood, because when what's you that? watch movies, Hollywood mm-hmm. is partly to blame for that. Because when you watch movies and they show the ghetto black. Girl, it's always the dark yeah. skin girl that they cast. Yeah. So part yep. of that is well, really which is true. Or look, yeah, the ones that, that they so show true. on the news. Yes, the news right. They looking Eleven. for. They looking for a certain look, and they're gonna go to her. Look, and she got to have nappy <laughs> hair, so that must mean she's gonna be dark skin. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you know it ain't it ain't it ain't exactly like that, but you know I I blame the media for some of this. Yeah, we can't always say you know that the the media does have net give you know negative connotations when it comes to you know um, dark skinned women, um, but we do have some in Hollywood that's um you know that's that's doing the thing. Yeah, we got some dark skin representation, some melanin that's popping in in Hollywood right now. We got what yeah, Angela Bassett yeah. looking looking starting to see Angie. We see you. No, looking amazing. Mm-hmm. I I even like nowadays that our kids have exposure to even the Barbies and the baby dolls. Yes. Oh yeah, they give them more options these days. Yeah. And the hair mm-hmm. the hair textures, and so our baby girls can see that, like you know, you're beautiful no matter what you are. You're represented, you know, in other places. So you know, they right. something represented that looks like them. I, I even like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love yeah, it. that's good. That's a good one, Brittany. Yeah, that's a good one. I forgot about that, but yeah. Um, yeah, we have more more representation these days um, when it comes to that. You can go in the store and you can buy the darkest of the dark, or you can get you a caramel coated mm-hmm. baby, or you can get you an almondy baby. You know, seeing that in like a lot of the cartoons and the book bags and um, oh, notebooks. Yeah. I think I saw that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, this, somebody was making um, notebooks with different shaded shades of women on it. So the young girls could see themselves on their notebooks, and you know it, that's a very, 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 very helpful tool to combat 
Yes. When I was growing up, my mom had to buy me an American girl that was Native American just so she could look like me. Wow. Of course, I had the brown skin girl because she was the, okay. she was the only black girl there. But my mom right. was like, I don't want one that represents what you look like. And it was a, it was the Native American girl. But now wow. there's, there's light skin. There's all hue. So I do mm-hmm. appreciate that. The movement has shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're heading in yeah. the right direction. We are headed in the right direction. And speaking of headed in the di- the right direction, um, again, um, I, this has been an, an awesome, awesome topic. Um, I'm glad that we were able to um, divulge. Um, and I'm glad that, um, you know, that you ladies were on the call on tonight. Um, give give them a hand again, uh, Ms. Carmel Moore and... Um, it's Brittany uh, Livingston for joining <laughs> us on the podcast on tonight. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Y'all come back now, you do? I'll be back. Yes, Yes, of course. (laughs) Most definitely, most definitely. Of course, of course. Yes, this is the first time that you've heard these ladies on the podcast, but this definitely will not be the last. Again, we um, we have, um, you know, more topics that we're going to dive into as the season continues and more co-hosting. You never know. Just stay tuned. Um, One of these ladies might be featured once again. Um, In closing, um, I always leave a diamond nugget. Um, a little something for you ladies just to uh, to um, hold on to into the next call, something just to think about. Um, and when it comes to this thing called colorism, when it comes to race and color or nationality, the Bible says that God shows no partiality. When I was young, one of my favorite activities during the summer was vacation Bible school. It was there that I learned the song, Jesus Loves Me. The lyrics go, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red, yellow, black, or white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Genesis 3 and 19 says, for you are dust and dust you shall return. We are but mere clay. Clay that is infinitely on the potter's wheel until we achieve our glorified bodies. No matter what spectrum or hue of the dirt in which you came, caramel coated, almondy, or to the darkest of chocolate, you are yet beautiful and worthy in the sight of God. Amen. 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 Jesus loves you, and we love you. I know I love you. Team Dark Skin I love everybody. Team Jesus. We all playing for the same team. But yes. So again, um hit us up. Let us know. Um if you like the podcast, um if you have some topics that you would love for us to discuss, um let us know. You can send it to us via email. Um that email address is dimples in diamonds.com and that's dimples the letter n diamonds at gmail.com again let us know if you like the podcast um if you don't like the podcast if you like i said if you want to hear wanna be on the podcast um, have some topics. if you want to be on the podcast um 
we'd love to have you. So send us that email and um, and just let us know. We we are open and um, we welcome your feedback. But yes, so again, I'm I'm so glad that we were able to have this conversation on tonight. This is good stuff. Again, like I said, um, we don't just talk about everything, um, you know, spiritual. We do need to deal with issues um, that affect the total woman, and this is one of them. So we you know we wanted to address the divide uh, within the community within the community um, when it comes to color. And there's other issues that we're gonna we're, that we're gonna discuss as the season goes on as well. So again, once again, ladies, thank you again for joining us on the Jury Box podcast. And does anybody have anything that they want to share before we close? Yeah, thank you for having us. We really appreciate the platform and we love what you're doing. And yeah. Yes, yes, lovely. Love you guys. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So thank you. And again, um, to those who are listening, until next time, do what you ladies do best, and that's keep shining on them. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.